Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. <clears throat> Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for February 19th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our one of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers as our solution, that is the Constitution for the United States of America. I am Sam Bushman. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Welcome to you, sir. And a happy George Washington birthday. Some people mistakenly call it President's Day, but officially it's George Washington's birthday, even at, believe it or not, the federal government level. It's a holiday in the United States celebrated on the third Monday of February. Welcome to the show and welcome to George Washington's celebrated birthday, Dr. Bradley. Well, and I thank you, I mean, for clarifying because... You know, we got this screwy idea that we have to make a three-day weekend regularly. I like it for people that are working. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say we should not do it. But uh, but everybody gets their booth. I mean, all these famous people get their birthday moved around, and then George Washington doesn't even get it recognized as such. They've they've put scurrilous individuals like Lincoln and, and uh, Obama and uh, Clinton and Bush and all those guys under a President's Day, you know, and it's kind of like, no, that George Washington guy, he was the indispensable man. He was first in war, first in peace, first in the hearts of his country, man elected twice, 100% of the Electoral College voting for him. Um, I mean, this guy was monumental in his day. And that's uh, why they want to cheapen the day and ignore him, because they want to turn us away from our history. Remember, if we understand our history and our roots and our culture and our um, you know, uh, heritage, then we'll cling to it. And the only way to get us to jettison it is to divorce us from it and lose the understanding. And therefore, with lack of understanding becomes lack of commitment. And that's what they're after. Well, absolutely. And and the fact of the matter is that most of the... Okay, I uh, don't get me started here, Sam, but I know you always do. As soon as you say something, you Oh, man, all I got to do is wind up the good doctor and let him roll. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I'm pretty good at it, though. I know how to, I know how I to know. you know, bring up the topic and let her, let her fly. Push the buttons, man. No, that's the thing, is that um, we have, I, I guess I say most of the time that the presidency is a office of lessers. And more often than not, we have had individuals that have been manipulated. I don't know if you, every one of them was a puppet, but they were somebody's agenda that some party slipped into the office. And not, that's, not, that's not true of all of them. I mean, the first seven presidents, I think, could stand on their own two feet, even if you didn't agree with them. They, they had a presence that they were participating in. But so many of these guys are just, it's like, oh, I like Ike. Okay, fine, fine, fine. You know, uh, that's, that was his slogan, not my, my, not my position. But, uh, but it's just, you know, he comes out of World War II and he gets to be university president is in the Council on Foreign Relations, the globalist organization. And the globalists picked him up and ran him through. Uh, it's contrary to a lot of beliefs. He wasn't a communist, though. But... 
But at any rate, uh, they take a name brand and they, they play it. And f wherever Obama came, he, it wasn't because of any accomplishment. It was because of the color of his skin. And and you look at Bill Clinton. Well, and it was because of the deep state, though. Even the color of his skin would not have achieved such a come from nowhere, <laughs> be elected kind of scenario, except for the deep state manipulation. That's why we talk about, sadly, we've turned these elections into selections. Well, it's so true. And and, and here, well, let's go to George Washington for a second. And part of the reason there's some, shall we say, confusion. I mean, today, 19th, obviously, is not his birthday, okay? I mean, it's it's a three-day holiday, and that reminds me, I can't go to the bank, and I can't go to the post office today. Anyway, I had both of those planned. At any rate, um, the, the reason is for that is the three-day weekend that they move it around. And the reason it's President's Day is because they've given all the lessers uh, front stage kind of thing. But his real birthday, and, and uh, you remember the ch calendar change that happened under the Pope back in the 1500s, and the England was not under the Pope at the time, so they didn't change the calendar. So George Washington was born under the old-style calendar, but things had got so screwy because of the lack of, uh, oh, no, here's another history lesson, the lack of a leap year that that you know easter and everything else was moving around and so finally england and much of the world came under the 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 new calendar that the pope uh, announced in in the 1500s but a lot of the russian orthodox countries i mean they didn't come in and there's probably still some now that aren't but uh, but into the 1920s 1930s so it's interesting how calendars change but the fact that we're celebrating his birthday is a good opportunity for people to go back and do a little research under the old style calendar. Why, you know, the Julian calendar failed and, and uh, the Pope had a better idea that was brought to him by his advisors and how that changed. Okay, enough. I know, I know. Just wait. Too anyway, much the point is it's, Josh, it's George Washington's birthday. That's the positive. The sad part is we've cheapened the day and called it President's Day, celebrating all kinds of lessers. No question about it. Sad to say, but true. I celebrate George Washington's birthday today, ladies and gentlemen, and I celebrate um, the stand that he made, the farewell address that he gave, uh, the humble disposition that he delivered, uh, the godly um, office that he represented, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Uh, about the blessings of a George Washington. Was he perfect? No. Uh, was he beyond a man? No. Was he one of the most incredible men uh, in history ever on this earth? Absolutely. Uh, but there is a lesser I want to speak of as well that relates to today. Who am I talking about, you might ask? Well, <clears throat> the guy's name was Franklin D. Roosevelt. Uh, and 82 years ago today, on February the 19th, 1942, uh, I don't even know if I call him president, but anyway, Franklin D. Roosevelt signed Executive Order 9066. This order, ladies and gentlemen, required the internment of all Americans of, quote, Japanese ancestry uh, to be in prison camps. Yeah, shame for putting Japanese Americans in these concentration camps. And yes, they were concentration camps. Even FDR himself uh, admitted such or articulated such, acknowledged that reality check, uh, and shame on him for that. Doctor? 
Oh, Sam, again, don't trigger me with all your little comments. I mean, and, and this is something, Amer I mean, I thank you again for bringing this up because Americans need to realize that back in the World War II era, Germany and other uh, scurrilous companies were countries were not the only ones putting concentration camps together. So we took people of, of uh, Japanese-American descent, every bit as much a citizen as you or I are, and we didn't just say, hey, guys, you know, man, this is, this is concerning to us. The Japanese are going to invade our west coast, maybe. Uh, but they took them, bundled them up, and took them off to barbed wire, machine gun placement, guard tower settings. We had at least one in Utah, out of the Tonopah location. Yes, yeah, Topaz, uh, yeah. Uh, Topaz, that was Topaz, that's right. So that's anyway... Right. They and it's near Delta, these, Utah, virtually in the middle western part of the state of Utah. And I, I used to live in Delta, so I know quite a bit about it. You know what? You can't get there from here hardly, Sam, and you know that. I mean, it's out there in the sticks. And uh, Oh, big time. I mean, it's a great place to rabbit hunt, pheasant hunt, and everything like that as far as I'm concerned. I used to ride motorcycles out there, all that. But at any rate, the fact of the matter is that um, the, these were full-blown barbed wire, guard towers, machine gun nest locations. And and the winters get tough out there, man. I mean, I'm sure you've been out there in them. I have been out in the winter. <laughs> Hardcore, buddy. Wind the, like you wouldn't believe, too. Wind and snow and cold and, and holy cow. All of that pales, in my opinion, to the disastrous circumstance in which we took people and put them in concentration camps just like Hitler was and and you know they they finally there was they were a lot that were really devoted dedicated hardcore American they loved our country or patriots they finally let them fight against Hitler you know by sending him over to, to sending them over to Europe highly decorated units I mean these are probably the most highly decorated units of all American units that fought in all of World War II I mean they were you know, valor was the name of the game in those days. But but you're right. You know, I had not remembered that the that the uh, 19th of February, 1942, was when he signed that. By the way, and you know who was one of his? Um, Go ahead and skip the breaks. Continue, Doctor. Well, one of his, shall we say, primary and principal Goreens or or Goebbels or whoever. You know, I mean, you know how Hitler had his his henchmen was uh, Earl Warren. Earl Warren, who Dwight Eisenhower appointed as Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, he was the guy that basically uh, oversaw the rounding up of the Japanese Americans and putting them on trains and shipping them off to concentration camps. I mean, you know, uh, you think about all these World War II, you know, just dreary kind of shows where they show the people being put on these cars and shipped off. I mean, these people had their total life's holdings in their bag, and they were gone. And I, by the way, I, I mean, if I seem like there's a little bit of personal skin in this game, uh, when I lived in Southern California, um, there's a whole long story with that one too, but the, uh, the people right off, you know, just next door, property line, were Japanese-Americans, World War II vintage. They ran a big... Uh, 
I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, it was a flower-growing uh, arrangement. I don't know. They were they were like a big florist kind of arrangement. But but these were hardworking. They did it the old style, the Japanese style. Gorgeous gardens they grew. Anyway, um, yeah, these are real people. Real people. We packed them up and sent them into concentration Let's camps. Let's be clear. Real people, but more importantly, American citizens with God-given inalienable rights that should be respected by government. Absolutely. Let's like lay it out clearly. And, and these guys call me racist. But how many of these people that call me racist bring up the defense of the Japanese and how wrong we were? And and a lot of people died. I mean, this was yes, you know, you they got did. disease. You got exposure, uh, broken hearts. I mean, their property was seized. I mean, come on. Yeah, not people. only did they die, but they lost their businesses. They lost their livelihoods. Uh, they weren't even welcome back when they got released half the time. Well, yeah, I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, this was, you know, I, years ago, this has been decades ago, I did a study on uh, political uh, cartoons. I know, strange stuff for me, but to me, it's it's a caricaturization of American life and beliefs and everything. And one of the things I reviewed in that was uh, political uh, cartoons during war and how the enemy was depicted uh the uh the hun or the jap you know i mean they were uh, going back to world war ii obviously this kind of stuff goes back years and years and decades and centuries even but but the political cartoon systems put the japanese let's just take that because we're talking about the uh, concentration camps um the 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 features of the the japanese person and the brutality of them. Yeah, there was brutalities. Don't get me wrong. The, the Japanese did a lot of horrifically things. Think about in China. Think about what happened to some of our service members. Go read uh, Flags of Our Fathers, I think it was, about the Iwo Jima thing. And some of the horrific war crimes that were done. The, the Germans did similar things uh, in, in Europe. Uh, but But the fact of the matter is, what was happening was a... We, we caricaturize uh, our enemies. We make them subhuman brutes that, uh, you know, and we take away uh, any humanity that's in them and, and just go kill the Jap or go kill the, the Kraut or whatever, you know. And uh, the thing that's really interesting is that, that this is a propagandization that, that carries forth uh, for some time. And I'm sure with the Japanese, when they came back from the, you know, the concentration camps, a lot of people had those images and, and that kind of, oh, I don't know. They, they, well, because they we propagandized the people against them. That's why, in addition to hauling them off, destroying their businesses, destroying their relationships with their families, taking them away from everything they knew and uh, everything else, and then we basically do this. We, we demonize them, right, in the media okay. and everywhere else to where people have a wrong sense of reality. The, pro the propagandizing that happens, it's rampant today you look at the i don't know what they call it the heritage or the uh the the lame brain media the the traditional whatever you want to call it they do that with us constantly and you look back at what happened during the the covid con thing i've started calling it the covid con because uh it was a con completely but at any rate you look at how they propagandized the people this is a powerful organ and we've got to use our intelligence to do this uh, to figure it out and and we can't uh, we can't be swept along with it. now you look back at for example 
1914, World War One had started really, I mean, for, with the assassination of the Archduke in June, and by August everybody was killing everybody, and the trench warfare that settled in. But you remember, maybe you don't remember, Sam, but you weren't there. But at any rate, the Christmas thing that happened in the trenches in Europe. The I heard about it, but guys, I certainly do not remember, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> but here's the deal. When, when this, the, the media was not such a powerful instrument at that time, and, and these guys on Christmas, they, you know, the Germans and the, the Brits, they sang hymns. They really were of a common heritage. I mean, the, the British royalty have ties into Germany. You guys, I mean, people, I don't know, go research it yourself. But, but the Germans and, and the Brits, they sang carols. They played soccer out in no man's land. They exchanged Christmas pleasantries and, and uh, I don't know what they were eating at that time, uh, fruit. Uh, I don't know, some kind of fruit cake or something. Who knows? But at any rate, uh, then they went back. But the to point is, they other. shared what little they had, even. Right, and the the Turks had this. Well, the Brits and the Turks did similar things during that period. But nowadays, we we in America, we have balkanized the nation. We have fractionalized and drawn these these fracture points to the point that they're attempting to tear the whole country apart. We talk about this often about how it's race against race, men against women. Yeah, and you know the Southern Poverty Law Center is going to slaughter me and you because you use the term "Jap" and "crow," right? You know we're just well, you know what? we're done now. It's all used in context to the to the way it was used in the time and the way that they treated people, which we reject. Absolutely, uh, we not only reject, we abhor. I mean, these well, of kinds course. of things. So, so you know, have at it, I guess. But the point of the matter is. <laughs> that, that we have we have propagandized this nation to the point now that uh, I mean demonized people for not wearing a mask in a grocery store. All right, I that's going to be our next story coming up here oh, in a second. It? That's actually a good news piece, by the way. But I want to highlight, ladies and gentlemen, it is considered President's Day to the masses, but it really is George Washington's birthday. And believe it or not, even at the governmental level, it's documented as George Washington's birthday and the reason that i highlight that so much is because even the general government says it's george washington's birthday but the the, the people in the propaganda say it's president's day i'm sticking with george washington's birthday that was the intent let's not cheapen it and confuse it let's also highlight about hey shame shame for putting japanese americans in concentration camps it's a blight on our history ladies and gentlemen and the reason reason we use the jap and the kraut terms is not because we want to use those slights, but because that's the way they treated them then, and that's the term they used then, uh, and, that, and it just shows how wrong and evil and despicable it really is. But the good news is, Idaho, Idaho House of Representatives, believe it or not, Dr. Bradley, Idaho House of Representatives just passed a bill prohibiting future mask mandates. Idaho dispatch with this piece. Now, whether it'll go further than just the House, I don't know, but they passed a bill saying, look, we're not going to do these future mask mandates. It's bogus and it's got to stop. At least someone's pushing back somewhere. Now, I'm not always favorable of the Idaho <laughs> legislative body, but in this case, hey, the idea to say, hey, we're not doing mask mandates is a good start, doctor. Well, it, it certainly is, and, and uh, absolutely. Now, you know here on the 24th of January, I spoke up at the Idaho State Capitol at request to speak against their movement up there to do a, a uh, apply for a constitution convention. 
And uh, that's that speech is out there floating around. If anybody wants to get it, we can post it. But at any rate, the uh, the Senate, I believe, is inclined to pass a convention request or an application. Uh, this thing you're talking about in the House, where they said no more no more mask stuff, uh, they were they weren't legal anyway to begin with. The governor just uh, wave of a magic wand created law unconstitutionally, all that kind of stuff. But uh, but the fact of the matter is that the legislature has done that. It gives me hope that the legislature in the House, at least, will possibly block this uh, application for a con-con because Idaho, the, the money that's behind the Constitution Convention, it's huge amounts of money. Uh, they'll, they'll throw money against people that, that vote against it in order to get them out of office to get them, and they'll spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on single elections. Anyway... Um, I'm glad to hear that, but you bring up, no, I brought up, I think, the, uh, uh, the COVID con. Uh, <coughs> we had another little piece of good news. I thought, I thought you were going in this direction with this. The courts are letting the special force, well, their, their Navy SEAL uh, uh, lawsuit against the government for the... Uh, for to proceed, the, for and good on them for that, too. Yeah, but it's... It's for uh, the government, the federal government came out. Remember when they were forcing all of the, the our military forces yes. to get the jab? Dilatory and on one hand, Donald tried everywhere. to pretend like it was the governors and the states locking everybody down. It wasn't him, but at the federal level, it was going on too. That's right, and it was being done across the board for all our military forces. All By sorts Donald of and Fauci. Egregious outcomes. Your points are well taken, Sam. I Donald cannot say his skirts are clean on this. In fact, he still takes great pride in his Operation Warp Speed, which is a death knell for many, as well as all sorts of health issues. But they were forcing them. And the military forces that said, no, we have a religious, uh, you know, we wanted a religious exemption, you know, because it's got uh, aborted fetal tissue that was used in the development of it and all this kind of stuff. We, we don't need to re-debate all of that stuff. But all of that was denied. Okay, so what happened ultimately and finally was the government rescinded the mandate that everybody get it. And so the government took the position in the court case that, oh, it's a mood issue. I mean, this no longer is an issue. It should be dismissed because it's not on the table anymore. But the court ruled and said, and because of the way it was argued, it was something that could continue forward because the religious exemption stuff that was denied is still in other in place. words because there was violations of the law that took place by the government right right and so it's still a live lawsuit i mean it hasn't been won by any means but but the government thought they were a slam dunk by saying oh no no we we took those mandates off you don't have to you don't have to get it now you can be in the military without having to be injected and but they're still out there. And you know what? Every single one of these people that was discharged, demoted, somehow blackballed, or injured, or killed, there should be uh, a satisfactory end result on behalf of all of those. And I hope and pray that this thing gets taken to the mat because this can't happen again. We have got a bunch of bozos, uh, 
oh, I don't know. We we talk about them bamboos and I mean baboons and everything else. But the fact of the matter is, these people should never be allowed to be in a position of responsibility. We've got to keep them out of office. Holy cow! Holy cow! But yeah, I thought that's where you're maybe going with this, uh, because uh, but it's related to the to the uh, COVID con. Uh, but I'm glad Idaho's done that, but I suspect, based on their, their Senate, uh, how shall we say, makeup, uh, I, I'm not so sure it'll pass the Senate up there. We'll have to watch that. We can certainly pray and push hard and alert the people so they can know and, and uh, back their congressman and say, hey, in the state of Idaho, and say, hey, good for you guys, thank you, and make it a huge issue and put the pressure on the Senate. That's what we the people need to do. Our greater numbers can Make the difference, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live on George Washington's birthday, baby. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Tim Berg. As lawmakers on Capitol Hill are continuing to discuss a border security package, which would send aid as well to Israel, Ukraine, or Taiwan, Colorado Democratic Senator Michael Bennett explains on Fox News Sunday why he believes aid anywhere is a tricky situation on Capitol Hill. You can't get 70 votes for anything in the United States Senate. That is a reflection of how urgent Republicans and Democrats in the Senate feel about this. I believe it's a reflection of the American people's sense of urgency when democracy is under attack. The U.N.'s top court is rejecting a call for it to intervene in Israel's planned ground offensive against Hamas in the city of Rafah. The International Court of Justice turning down the request from South Africa saying its previous order, which requires Israel to fully comply with the Genocide Convention, still applies. The United States fears that Russia might put a nuclear weapon in space. Florida Republican Congressman Michael Walls joins Fox News Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo to weigh in. President Trump knew uh, that you can't be number one on Earth if you're number two in space. He also knew that every shot in all of our war games, the first shots were fired in space and in cyberspace. So he absolutely created the Space Force. Uh, They needed the budget. They needed the equal seat at the table in the Pentagon. And once again, Trump was right. President Joe Biden's youngest brother, Jim Biden, was deeply involved in a company now being investigated for an alleged massive Medicare fraud scheme. Politico obtaining an email in which the younger Biden mentions using his connection with his brother, the former vice president, to help with the scheme. No comment from either President Biden or the White House regarding the allegations. This is USA News. Hey, here's a question. After you wear your clothes, you toss them in the washing machine, right? Nobody wants to wear dirty clothes. So how can we don't throw your shoes in the washing machine when they get dirty? I mean, come on. Your shoes are touching the filthy ground all day long. Gross. Well, with Skechers, you can. Because most Skechers are machine washable. That's right. Skechers are specially made so you can toss them right in the washing machine and keep them clean and looking new. And when they look new, you can confidently wear them longer. That's less shoes you're going to want to throw away, which means less waste. And it'll save you tons of dough. I love that. Plus, machine washable Skechers are for the whole family, men, women, and kids. So when your kids get their shoes dirty, oh, and we know they will, just wash them. Brilliant. And even our latest technology. 
new hands-free Skechers Slip-Ins are washable. You just step right in and go without bending down or even touching your shoes. So give your Skechers the same treatment you give your clothes. Just toss them in the washing machine and keep them looking brand spanking new. Find machine washable Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear happens to be sold. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley was mentioning how the military is fighting back, and boy, howdy, are they. Our dear friends over at Liberty Council have been making a difference. This happened earlier in 2023, though, by the way. So uh, this isn't a new story, but I wanted to highlight it because he brought it up. The DOD settles COVID vaccine mandate lawsuits for $1.8 million. Now, that's not very much money, sad to say, in America today, but it did cover the legal fees for Liberty Council and others who have been fighting this. Um, Megan Myers wrote this for themilitarytimes.com. Or it's just militarytimes.com. Uh, anyway, so the bottom line is the government did have to pay, and Liberty Council did beat the DOD on this thing. Uh, and it's, it's, a, um, it, it's a big win. Now, it's not enough. I get it, but it's a start, and it is proof when we fight back. Good things happen, Dr. Bradley. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that are happening, and there's behind the scenes, and this is shifting gears a little. You probably got plenty to talk about, but, but in Hawaii, there's a, a Jewish fellow that has meetings with those of his faith. He's a rabbi. He's on the big island. Uh, periodically, it doesn't happen all the time, but a periodic meeting with uh, with Jewish people come to his home. Generally, smaller 
gatherings, you know, less than 30, let's say. They have a kosher kitchen, and they can have Shabbat and stuff like that there. But the the community is fining them tens of thousands of dollars for not meeting their code on this thing. It's kind of like, I thought that was this First Amendment thing, pretty sure. And, uh, I mean, they, you can go there for Super Bowl parties and and barbecues with your buddies, then you know the all of the things that people do to gather, but the religiosity thing is under assault. And this is a shocking thing to me, that the large religions of the world. I you you pick your favorite religion or your biggest religion or your big institution, whatever you want to call it. They should be up in arms over this little Jewish rabbi guy, that is being harassed and harangued in Hawaii. Because people of his faith... Wait a minute, hold on now. You defended the Japanese, you defended the Germans, now you're defending the Jews? Oh, can you imagine? You want to know why? We're all over the board, guy. I know, but you want to know why, though? Why? Because they're all God's children, and we should have respect and kindness and love, and that's right. The principles involved are really what the issue is. That's exactly right. We try and stand with the principles... And, and do the right thing, but uh, I mean it's one of those things. And, and the, there's so there's it's going to be have to be resolved in the courts. I mean, let's just say you wanted to have some people over that. Let's say you had a little bit of a faith tradition that was different, maybe than your neighbors, and and you were going to have twenty, thirty people come over, ten people, however many it was, meet in your living room and and uh, discuss the scriptures as you understood them. What's wrong with that? But the, the community is saying... And let's oh, even no, no. say that that belief is kind of out of sync with your own, where you're like, that's strange, that's weird. Unless they're breaking some laws or, or harming someone or something like that, whether I agree with it or do it or believe in it or not isn't the point I should defend it, right? Exactly. See, mercy, not mercy, honor killings, they call it in the Muslim faith, and, and things yeah, like that. You can't that. be doing that stuff. That you can't, it violates the law, and... and Thomas Jefferson and, and, spoke and, about that. By the way, and gentle mutilation, for example. Uh, you know, we used to be so against that and say how horrible it was, and we were right to do so. Now we're like, oh, it's all good. If you want to do it as a Muslim, you're a bad guy. Um, but if you want to do it as a transgender, you're a good guy. No, it's wrong every time, all the time. It is, indeed. And though, so, so these things, these fine points that are being drawn on the law as, uh, is stuff that people need to understand. The tradition that we came from, and and how this, uh, the, the idea, for example, that uh, I was I listened to a thing, the guy's in Northern California, I don't remember the community he's in right now, but anyway, all through the COVID con, he met, he's a pastor there, and I don't know how big his, his uh, you know, church is, but they met without masks in their meetings the entire COVID con. The governor and everybody took note of it, sent him cease and desist orders. They sent goons to try and break it up. And and he he weathered it all. He did it. And so the big institutions that masked up and shut down everything and were basically, they went underground. They didn't go underground. They shut their religious belief system down in violation of our God-given rights. They ought to be ashamed. Here's a little pastor guy. 
And he had, I don't know, a few hundred in his... his yeah, there was a guy in uh, New Mexico uh, that stood tall to as a pastor, and he even had a sheriff defend him, and when they tried to come to break it up, the sheriff just deputized everybody in the church and said, hey, you can't do that, they're all deputized, go away. Uh, and they did, and there's even a movie made by Chris Ann Hall about that experience. Okay, this guy in Northern California had a similar experience with his with his sheriff. I mean, they had Antifa and everybody showing up there, and... And uh, there was a, it's a really interesting story, but the the sheriff got cold feet uh, when it came to, to opposing Newsom. Uh, he told the pastor, he said, no, no, he says, just, just a minute, stand down just a minute. He said, you know, if people from the governor's office show up, he said, call me and we'll come over and talk to him. And I mean, it wasn't a big standoff or anything like that, <clears throat> but, but at any rate, he just didn't want to raise the ire of the governor so they tried to defuse it that way there's wow. nothing wrong with talk there's nothing wrong with talk you know don't get me wrong you know it's like if you're talking to people you're usually not throwing fists but but the point of the matter is that these big institutions that cowered up covid cowards they went with the with governor mandates completely illegal completely illegal governors cannot legislate and they created law. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's important to understand. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, there's so much going on in America today. So much is wrong. But the point is we can stand up for what's right. The point is we can make a difference, folks. And really, that's what this program is all about. That's what Liberty Roundtable Live aims to do is empower we the people to say our greater numbers can and will make the difference. And our goal is to tap you into our godly heritage, our American heritage, to highlight who we are and what we can do to make a difference. And, man, when we put political pressure, it makes a difference, folks. It makes a huge difference. Uh, and and I'll, I'll tell you what, there's no other way than to make a huge difference. We just got a for immediate release press release, doctor. You're going to oh, yeah. like this Let's one. You ready? Let's hear it. Yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> All right. Here I go, Los Angeles, California, Feb 19th, 2024, independent presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. released a video and launched a petition demanding the immediate release of Julian Assange and a pardon of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. And I guess uh, on Tuesday... London judges will decide whether Assange has exhausted all of his appeals in the British courts and will be extradited to the United States. Um, anyway, it goes on and talks about Assange and what he's done and all that kind of stuff. Lizzie, I just sent you the video. See if it's playable. If it is, we can play that. Uh, in the meantime, doctor, your response. Well, good on Bobby. I mean, I am absolutely shocked, appalled, shocked, and she sh chagrined. Uh, what is going on against Assange? I mean, what was... No question. What was... Ex I mean, this Go was ahead, brought forth on a... Um, <sighs> you know, what he put out was like something that... I mean, you think of the Pentagon Papers, for example. It was way below that in what happened with, uh, with those. Of course, most people never even heard of them. Go look it up. But uh, Assange uh, publicized some things that had come to his attention as a journalist... And they are saying, no, we don't have that journalistic uh, capability or freedom in America 
I don't remember the number, but he's facing something like 170 years in prison when he comes back here. And a lot of people want to execute him. I mean, a lot of the the big Trump supporters think he ought to be hung out to dry. Certainly the Bush supporters do. But what he exposed was absolutely criminal activity by the United States government, the United States military, things that were going on that really there will be eternal consequences for. I believe that that is how serious many of the things are going on, but they were under the cover of secrecy because of classifications. You know, hey, I was in that world when I saw things get classified. They should have never been classified. But the fact of the matter is somebody that had classification capability would say, no, we don't want that one out right now. Boop, and it suddenly got a a top secret or a secret or some kind of, uh, you know, classification on it that would not allow it out. But they classify stuff all the time that should not be classified. Well, they just use that as a way to go ahead and protect the deep state over and over and over and over. And Bobby Kennedy has the guts to stand up. Where's Donald? Okay, Donald, could go ahead and skip the break. Donald could have already brought him back to the United States, pardoned him, took care of it, but he didn't do it. My question to Donald is why Bobby Kennedy jumping on this thing, rightly so. Uh, and here's the video where he highlights his point. You all know that Julian Assange is a heroic whistleblower. He stood up for democracy. He stood against the surveillance state. He stood against government corruption. He's battled for all of our freedoms. And he made the tremendous sacrifice where he now is jailed and faces life imprisonment and extradition to the United States. The urgency to pardon him cannot wait. It can't wait till I become president. We need to get it done now. Please sign the petition urging President Biden to immediately pardon Julian Assange. Thank you all very much. There you have it, Dr. Bradley. Now, the only thing he said that I don't agree with is this, our democracy. Everybody uses that phrase, and they're wrong. We don't have a democracy. Democracy style of government is our enemy, by the way. Uh, Nevertheless, though, I don't want to digress on that too far. His point's spot on. Okay, so uh, you're absolutely correct on your your statements you just made. Okay, I support him 100%. Here's the thing. Assange is going to die if he gets brought here. I mean, it will, he will be Epstein, okay? Hold on. We, and, unless we get him pardoned and appropriately dealt with. Otherwise, if he gets brought here under duress or by force, he will die. It's an extradition that's underway from England to here, okay? And, and so the, the danger is that he may have his last hearing in court today. He may be put on a uh, blacked-out windowed aircraft and be brought here so that they can Epstein him. Uh, but the point of the matter is, we look at what happened. We've had journalists in Ukraine and journalists in, uh, not just journalists, but political figures in Russia. Remember the recent guy that was, quote-unquote, a Putin opponent that has died in prison? And you look at the Ukrainian, uh, the guy that was in Ukraine that was a U.S. journalist that, that died in prison. He was a journalist there, a political figure in Russia. And people are all up in arms. Oh, this shouldn't happen. These tin-horned dictators that do these kind of... Come on, people. Why do you think that Epstein was epstein I mean, he was, he was executed by an extrajudicial effort. The comedy, it wasn't a comedy, it was a tragedy that happened. All, I mean, Epstein is going to... He's roasting in hell right now, I'm sure. But the fact of the matter is, how did all of the safeguards get set aside... 
so that somebody could come in and, and kill him. And uh, but but that's the kind of stuff that's happening in the United States because he was a political liability. Yeah, he did horrid things to little girls, and was a was a monster in every way, shape, and form. But there were political high rollers that were on his blacklist or his black book list, and uh, they just couldn't have that stuff get out. They couldn't put him on a stand. He could have he could have exposed. So All right, it says, people. thank you for signing the petition. I just signed this petition, Dr. Bradley. I'm okay. forwarding you the press release from Kennedy here so that Excellent. you can sign it as well. And uh, I'm highlighting what I'm doing here, not to interrupt you, but because I want people to understand that, you know, we don't just tell people what to do. We do what we're asking others to do, just so you know. Yeah. And by the way, what Assange did is in no way, shape, or form similar to what Epstein was doing. Okay, well, it's just to highlight the fact that we kill political prisoners in America. We lock up the J6 guys, throw away habeas corpus. We give them extended sentences for stuff that really didn't happen. Now that we're getting more and more information on this, we can say absolutely the retrials need to happen, if anything at all. Why not just set them free and then compensate them for time spent in prison at a 1000 bucks an hour or something like that? I don't know. Figure it out. But the point of the matter is that Assange brought things forward that were egregious violations of Americanist principles. The deep not state only egregious violations, but highlighted criminal activity, though, that needs to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Let's be very clear. Absolutely, the people that were doing that truly are the criminals, and they're trying to to basically say we got to silence this Assange guy. And, uh, and and so that's what it's about. We kill political prisoners here, just like it happened in Russia or in the Ukraine. And and it's it's one of those things that it's, you know, the pot calling the kettle black or however you want to put it. We have these, we have blood on our skirts in this nation also. And for everybody to get all huffy about one of Putin's political uh, opponents, which he really wasn't anybody that could have made a ripple in Putin's life, but he ended up being sent to jail and he ends up dying there. Okay, that's terrible. Shouldn't have happened. But you, but you look at, I mean, remember the uh, when the uh, Saudi prince killed the American journalist uh, when he went into the uh, Saudi embassy to get a deal? A, a, uh, he was yeah, we thought for, he was going to be all fine. Next thing you know, he winds up dead. Well, he's chopped in little pieces and flushed down the toilet or whatever they did. But but stuff like that happens. We give that Saudi prince a pass, and and everybody's trying to imprison Assange, and they think they're being a great patriot about doing that. They they call Putin out for having a political uh, opponent of his end up dying in jail, and the journalist dies in Ukraine. All of these things are current. We events. even call Putin and Tucker out for having a conversation for crying out loud. True story, but this is all spin. This is stuff that's being spun. But and, what's not spin is the effort of RFKJR to uh, uh, pardon this gentleman, uh, to stop the abuse that's happening. Uh, and we need to really get involved. You know, I wonder why London judges can decide, I guess, only because that's where he's at or whatever. But well, what yeah, a shame. Cause this to, is a sham. They're just they're doing the bidding the of the U.S. deep state. That They're hearing this, this legal argument that he needs to be shipped to the United States, so they're deciding to extradite him here to the United States. He spent years in the Ecuadorian uh, embassy there 
a political prisoner, not by Ecuador, but they were giving him, uh, you know, basically safe haven. Uh, but they finally, you know, revoked that, and, and the Brits came in and arrested him, and they put him in the dungeon there in, in uh, I don't know if it was in, uh, in their tower or not. I'm sure it wasn't. But at any rate, you know, yeah, and, and so the Brits are complicit. It's a NATO ally. They're saying, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to follow up, and they'll get some hug and a kiss from Biden's administration for doing it, I'm sure. But uh, it's wrong. It's flat out wrong. The guy did Americans a service. And in fact, I wish this a was a huge service. Front page knows. Yeah. And here's the, the question, Leon. though. How long will it be if they extradite him, bring him back and, and do whatever they're going to do to the, the poor guy? What happens then to Tucker Carlson? Eventually, what happens to Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley as well? Um, this is serious, folks. Serious indeed. All right, another quick couple of topics before the end of the hour that I want to get to because they're kind of pressing topics. Number one, I mentioned last week right at the end of the uh, show that um, uh, Manchin was possibly running for president. and He was thinking about these running mates and everything else. Now Manchin says he's not running for president. So we uh, dodged a bullet on that one, doctor. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that little piece where he was clarifying his position and Thankfully, he's not. We well, he thought he might run. President. He just chose against it. That's all. Uh, but the thing is, Mitt Romney won't be his running mate then. Thank Woo-hoo! the Lord for that. <laughs> now, who knows what Mitt's going to do? We don't even know yet. But that opportunity has been shut down. That's good news for us. The other a sad tale to tell, though, is this: Michelle Obama predicted to replace Joe Biden as quote Dem nominee. Even Jill will face reality. And opt for the quote switcheroo, writes WND.com. Uh, there's, I guess, a Democrat operative that's predicting this and everything else. And, you know, we'll see, but it would not be surprising if the Democrats did this. They know they have a losing situation. This is their only hope. They can't replace um, him with anybody else because you've got to have a black person, uh, or else it'll be a slight to the black community or whatever else. And so they're hoping and praying. Now, Michelle has claimed forever that not happening, won't do it, don't believe in it. And, but yet, time will tell if the pressure becomes too much. Uh, you know, Michelle might say, I'll do it, and then Barack can kind of run things behind the scenes, and Michelle can just chill out. Uh, one of the claims they say is Michelle didn't want to do it because she didn't want the rigorous schedule and the pressure. But now that you've got the Biden kind of deal where you, you just kind of hang out and you only have one event per day, and it's pretty mellow and kind of get Fridays off and whatever, and you can just disappear for who knows what amount of time and all, all these kind of things, that Michelle might be willing to do it if she can follow the Joe Biden schedule. <laughs> anyway, what a disaster in the making that is. We'll keep an eye on that ball, Doctor. You know, Sam, we've been talking about this for so long. It's it's old, you know, old news to all of your listeners. It's old but, news, uh, but it keeps gaining legs is the problem. Well, and that's the thing is if their lips are moving, they're lying. So she's denying and dying. All of the pieces are being put in the place in the back. It's got to be a black woman. Okay, I don't know Oprah. I don't know who are the other black women that are prominent that might have name recognition. I, I have know, but, no idea. But that's the thing is that they, if their lips are moving, they're lying, as they pull the chess pieces together and behind the scenes. And I don't know if she'll end up being there. But we've talked about this so many times. It's to me, it's like it's old. Day. Except for every it. time we bring it up, <laughs> it's because they're bringing it up and saying that it's going to happen. Sure. Uh, and so, sure. you know, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I do know this. We've got to keep an eye on the ball, and we certainly don't want it to happen. All right, final story of the hour that I found interesting. You know, St. George is becoming a very prominent place, St. George, Utah. Uh, and you got the Liberty Village people there with a big 70-plus million-dollar project. I'm involved in that heavily. 
and I pray that they do well and everything else. Now Kevin Costner to build over $40 million film studio in St. George, Utah, Doctor. You know, I'm not a media mogul by any means, and, and if anybody thinks I am, they haven't been listening to us very closely. But, uh, you know, there's a migration, there's an out-migration out of California. Uh, I mean, really, it's kind of, will the last person out turn the lights out? Uh, anybody that's relocating their company to California now needs to have their brain examined or somehow to, their cognitive test. Yeah, they're but flying I, New I, York and California like you wouldn't believe. It's like the Titanic, Titanic going down. People are just jettisoning as fast as they can go. But the thing is that as people leave California, they want to kind of replicate uh, some of the things. You know, the more pleasant weather that's that's not harsh and stuff where we get into the northern Utah climates. We Up in our mountain valleys, we do get some, some inclement weather. St. George, St. George does on rare occasion get snow, but in some occasions it goes over 114 degrees too. So there's both ends of the scale. But I think a lot of people are fleeing California, coming to St. George in the hope that they can retain some of their Southern California lifestyle and still be out of California. Now, Utah is a strange place to migrate, in my opinion, because of our political climate here that claims to be soundly founded. But we are, we are truly uh, an unannounced or unadmitted sanctuary state. Uh, Utah has become a sanctuary state for the uh, uh, there's the illegals that are here are over the top. But but Utah puts this facade on, and uh, you know the governor always a Republican, everything's okay. The governor, holy Hannah, our uh, our inland port laws that have been passed, uh, the smart city stuff that's being passed. The leading edge stuff with China and the uh, the United Nations. Utah is a United Nations hotbed. In fact, if the United Nations is ever going to meet out of New York, they come to Utah. So Utah is not the lily white, uh, pure and as the driven snow kind of uh, principles based state they should be. But I think that that image is fostered so much in the uh, press and the media that people say, oh, yeah, we're going to Utah where everything's squeaky clean. It's not. Look under behind the curtains. The Wizard of Oz. The Deep State, the- sad to say, live and well, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. But we've got our, our, our efforts to expose and jettison the Deep State and stand for God, family, and country. I hope you have a wonderful George Washington's birthday, Dr. Bradley, and all of you as well. Well, I, I actually think that a little bit of review of his principles might be a good thing to do today. Roger his that. We're on it. And his Thanksgiving address, both of those things. Incredible. No question about it, man. Look at our rich, godly, and American history. It's something to behold and be in awe of. And then stand up and make sure that we carry that legacy forward. That's, what do you want to say, the marching orders? Thanks for being alongside for the ride. We declare this nation shall endure. FreedomsRisingSun.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.